We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Remember after the eight-game winning streak, they lost five in a row, but they have stayed together. As Tom Thibodeau said, we have a team of leaders. Tonight it was Brunson. And it is Randall. And it's RJ. Going on the floor is that the pitch. And shot IQ. did count. However, so the game is now over. Team well, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> and there's your final score. Season high, 142 points. The Knicks just on fire right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is this real? I guess so. Um, uh, welcome for his usual once a week appearance, Benji Ridholtz. Hello, sir. How are you? Great. Good to be here. <laughs> it is great to be here. Um, so, so, Benji, like me, you are a you are a native New Yorker, correct? That is correct. Okay. So I want you to just fact check me on this one. As New Yorkers. We are good at a great many things, but they all kind of have to do with or stem from the concept of like, when we get neck knocked down, we'll, we'll get right back up and we'll, we'll, you know, we, we keep fighting no matter how tough the times get. And that's what we're good at, right? We're good at resilience. We're good at all those sorts of things. I don't think I'm particularly good as a New Yorker or well-equipped to just revel in <laughs> uh, like utter giddiness and joy. I don't, it's very unnerving, quite frankly. I don't know quite what we're supposed to do with this. And obviously, I mean, the Knicks tonight, 142 to 118 over the, remember when the Brooklyn Nets just always beat us? Yeah, that was the thing. Um, that is the final score. Uh, a first half, which contained one of the greatest displays of, of shot making that you'll that you'll see really in any NBA game, uh, even in this season. But like, yeah, I, I'll I'll tee up there, and then I have I want to then save some thoughts on Brunson. But yeah, why don't you take it from here, Benji? Because I, I really am just like I'm not well equipped for this. <laughs> not my wheelhouse. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different direction there. Because Which as, you were, was that? As, as you were going through that, I'm thinking, so New York, it's a New York versus New York game. 
and like one oh. team got one team got hit hard got it. and, got and it. did not and did not get back up. So maybe maybe it was another move to get Brooklyn out of town. Um, I liked where you, I liked where you went better. Uh, yeah, it, we were watching on that playback, and most we, <laughs> we were all just kind of staring at the screen. There was no celebration as Brunson is making every single shot, um, and we're just kind of like, well, how do we even deal with this? How do you like this is a team that went from being in a lot of well first for, you know when Fournier was still in the rotation like sometimes they lose pretty big they went to a team once they changed the rotation that they were in every single game and it was kind of like a matter of whether they'd close it out or not and yep. oftentimes they did not and then post the heart trade uh it's kind of slowly increased to where like okay now we're winning the close games and and then now it's like we're we're crushing teams. We're crushing teams. I mean, New Orleans wasn't close. Boston wasn't that close. And this was a massacre. And if that is it's a crazy improvement in one season over the court. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As ha 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 goes across the bottom line. Uh it's um it's hard to digest and it's happening before our eyes. It's incredible. I, I think what we watched. So like I, it is easy to write it off as like, it was great display shot making. They were making a, a million threes, which by the way, they were, they, I think yes. they did end up finishing the game shooting above 60% from three. Uh, no, they actually, sorry. They just, just fell below. They ended up shooting 57.1% from three. And like, yeah, you could just say, okay, they made a lot of shots to me. This felt like more than that. This felt like a team that has collectively realized if we go out there and we play just to our abilities, we don't need to play above our heads. We just have to play to our abilities. If we play our, if we, if we embrace our roles and this is, I mean, shout out to Fred Katz. He, he put this a lot more eloquently than I'm putting it right now on today's pod, but it's a team full of guys that knows what they have to do. They go out there and they do it. And they usually do it pretty well. And um, I also love this point about the fact that like there aren't really any weak spots in terms of guys you could exploit on defense, guys you don't have to pay attention to on offense. These are all guys who either end of the court, they'll at the very least be able to hold their own. Um, and it seems like they are realizing right now what they are capable of. And I... I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to just say from a perspective of another team. Now, I think we could say safely, this is not a team that anybody should want to play right now, right? No, no, not right now. Uh, you know, the, the question is going to be when teams gear up. And I think you saw it a little bit in the Second, third quarter. Yeah. Yep. Like Brunson's the head of the snake. So, so they are go- teams are not going to allow him to come out and just get off any shot he wants um, when, when the going gets tough in the playoffs. So that's the question. And it's not a team with a lot of playoff experience. Um, and so, you know, if we're already talking playoff series, I think that's the, that's the question mark is like every, any team they're going to play in the first round with the exception of Cleveland, but, and, and Cleveland has Donovan Mitchell who has a lot of playoff experience. Yes. Um, but with, with the exception of, Cleveland, any other of those matchups, you're going into a, a team that that is tried and like ready for the playoffs in a way the Knicks won't be. 
But that's not to say that the Knicks, the Knicks are going to give you a fight. Nobody's blowing this team off the court. Nope. Like, it's just not happening. I, I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, you said it with Fred on the pod today a lot, but, like, they're just good. They're just really legitimately good. And it's time to start thinking that way as hard as it is. It's time to start thinking as a team that, like, this is one of the best teams in basketball right now. And you, and every best, every good team in basketball has has a guy. You need a guy. Um, and it's funny because we. I don't know. I mean, I think I did this probably more than you because um, you you stayed you stayed true to the who is the guy on this team. I don't think I ever di- diverted in my heart of like, okay, we know why this team is doing what they are doing this year in, in terms of the good stuff. There were times when I think Julius Randle went through stretches where he was, I don't want to say the superior player, but like offensively, just like, I mean, you, you put it brilliantly many times, like just doing things that like, there's not many guys that could do some of the things that Julius Randle has done for large stretches of games this year. Not so much tonight, but for large stretches of games this year. But in terms of the guy, you just said it. We talked about it on playback tonight. Head of the snake, man. It's Brunson. And I I wonder, and this is what I really want to get your opinion on, because I, I was talking about a little bit on my halftime um, Zoom, which is that like not everybody's coming into the league and they're LeBron James or some such player where it's like, okay, we know this is, it's, it's not a question of whether they're going to make all-star teams. It's ultimately just how many. Other guys, it takes time. And even though... We've seen what Brunson could do, and I think most of us, you probably as much or more than anyone, were like, oh, you guys aren't ready for what he's going to do here if he has the ball in his hands, and like, it's it's coming. So we knew it was going to be good, but we're at a level now where I'm starting to wonder, is he going to be one of those guys that like, you know, a, a Kyle Lowry comes to mind, or Jimmy Butler, who like kind of steadily, but for him, it was more like as soon as he got minutes, right? It, 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 we were like, oh, okay, this is what the... But there's other guys. Even a guy like Paul George, right? Paul George was playing 30 plus minutes, you know, almost 40 minutes. And he started out first couple of years of his career as more of like a, you know, a 3 and D wing. He's doing it a, a unique way. And I'm wondering if we aren't going to be in a place three, four, five, six years from now. We're looking back like, wow, remember when Jalen Brunson was discussed as like, like this plucky, like, oh, yeah, he could be a top half of the league point guard. I guess maybe the Knicks didn't overpay. And then we're sitting and then we're looking at five all-star appearances or whatever it is. And we're just like, oh, yeah, he was he's always been a superstar. We just didn't realize like I, I'm at that place now with this player. And I don't know. Am I getting ahead of myself? But like watching tonight, like tonight, I just don't know. I don't know what else to think, you know, I mean. Getting ahead of yourself. He shot 15 for 18 from the field. <laughs> uh, how many how many point guards have done that in history? 15 for eight. How, how many? I, I would love to know. I, I mean, that is five for six from three. That's not you can't you can't fake that. I mean, that is and it's not on easy shots. <laughs> it, it's on difficult shots. I, yeah, it, it's. Hard to believe how good this is right now. And I will say, like, it's an interesting career arc for a lot of reasons. But, like, you you saw it. It was so weird to see him do what he did in the playoffs. And that did give you a taste. Yes. Last year where it was like, wait a minute. Like, 
And I wonder what would have happened had that playoff run not had Doncic never gotten hurt and Brunson just had probably a very good series, but not like uh, an incredible one. And like where that goes from there, or like how much confidence he gained from that series. But we saw a taste of this in that series. And he's just basically translated it. Um, and and the and the as we've mentioned many times, he's not doing it in the same way he did it in Dallas. He had to change his game to succeed yeah. here. So it's not it's not just a translation. He had right. It was like he had to adjust to a little less spacing, no five out, playing with oh. the center all the time. Um, a team that cuts more than spaces. Uh, he doesn't get to spend a lot of time in the lane. He's got to make quicker decisions. He's got to shoot threes off the dribble. And he just has done all of it flawlessly. It's um, it's an incredible year that he's having. And, you know, when, when there was a lot, when the Mitchell trade didn't go through, and I heard a lot of people saying, well, well Cleveland has Garland. And the next, and I, and I look, Garland's really, really excellent. Yeah. But I, my, I did push back, and there's a tweet that I wrote that was like, I'm not so sure that when Brunson gets the amount of touches that Garland gets, that there's going to be all that much of a difference. That I did, that I was pretty confident in because I thought he was that level of a player. Um, but like this level of yeah, like it, superstar stuff that we're seeing here it, and there, that I didn't see coming. And I, I again, the numbers are what they are. The shot making is what it is. And I will say, look, I'm not saying he, he deserves, you know, all that many flowers for this because it's the right play. But third quarter, Nets come out. They double him. He doesn't force a blessed thing. Nope. Does not force a single thing and just makes the right play. And that is, I, and with all due respect to the some people who have been like, oh, they're never going to win anything with with you know a shoot first point guard and he isn't pass enough. I'm sorry, this is a guy who's just thinking how can I help my team win the and look a, a lot of guys do that who take you know selfish shots. But I think his decision making all year, I have never questioned whether or not he his intentions are in the right place. And I thought that was on display even more so uh, it, it, tonight when the Nets kind of changed up their defense and kind of threw the. It, we don't have to talk about the second half. The second half was, was not as much fun as the first half, but that's fine. Yeah, and first of all, I agree in terms of like he just let he let the rest of the team score and they just kept up the pace. And they um, did for the most part. You know. And they did. They, the game never got under 17. It's not, yeah. It really never was close. Uh, that's a credit. Even when not playing well, they just kind of held it where they needed to hold it. Yeah. Yeah. So you do. You kind of throw the second half out. I, and, and, I, and that brings me back. I did want to push back a little bit. on You said, you know, not tonight about Julius. Um, and I, his third quarter was a bit of a disaster, but I, I do attribute that to the game. I do want to say that his first half, I thought his passing in the first quarter yep. specifically was phenomenal. And yes. he got Grimes a couple of looks. He got Mitch a dunk. Uh, he was moving the ball beautifully. I, I, you know, I, I, do, I did my grades right before I got on here. I gave Julius an A- minus, and I saw people already yelling at me. Ignore the third quarter tonight, guys. They were up 25. It never was close. Like, I don't want... That's not... The, the focus should be how they built that lead and put the game away in the first half. And the way that they did that was partially... It was it was, it was Jalen Brunson shot making. It was Julius Randle playmaking. And then it was Quentin Grimes shot making. Okay. Um, those three things. But, like, let's not forget the contribution that Julius had in that first half. I thought he was really good. 100%. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned him. It's the last guy that I just want to touch on briefly before we finish up. Yes. Quentin Grimes, you've been saying it all year. It's coming. 
it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Well, tonight, I mean, hopefully it wasn't just this game. And hopefully this is the start of a stretch where he's really lights out because they need him. You know, they need him. And that's the other that's the other thing. And going back to the discussion we were having before about how teams are going to guard them. Um, it's not just going to be up to Julius to make the right play, which, as you said, he did time and time again in the first half tonight. But when it's kicking out to open shooters, those open shooters and it, it, we say open and you've corrected me on this with Grimes. He's open, yes, but like there's always someone flying. He, he, so he's, he's never, he doesn't have all the time in the world. He never has all the time in the world. It's always a quick shot as to get it up fast. So, like, you know, and but it, he made it tonight, and hopefully, this is the start of a big finish for him. What, well, yeah, yeah. And I, I, throughout the season, I think he's hovered around like 35%, and I just, I think he's better than that. I just he do. I, I, I've watched the guy shoot enough. The form is impeccable. He he's he's a shooter, and I just think that percentage was going to go up. It was just a matter of time, and I hopefully this is the start of that you know of that jump because I I felt it coming. I will say, and I've said this a couple of times in various places. I, I think his corner shooting, at least for now, is going to be a lot better than his above the break shooting. And I think you see he comes up short a lot when he's above the break. I think he jumps very high, and I think he's still adjusting to that three point line, which is very far from from like above the break and top of the key. But from the corners. I think he's pretty automatic. I think he's going to find, I think he's going to be an elite corner three point shooter. And then you mix that with his ability to attack and make passes, which he does so beautifully and defend at the point of attack. And that's why we're so high on this guy. Cause yep. he can do, he can do all those things at a very high level. And if the shot is what we think it is, then it's an elite role player. Uh, we could sit here and we could wax poetic about Mitchell Robinson. Um, we mm. could wax poetic. I, Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly. I mean, uh, the sun came up today and Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly played basketball and they played basketball. Well, that's they're, they're, what I, 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 again, talk about things that you just kind of come to expect at this point. Uh, Josh Hart was plus 30 <laughs> on the night. About right. What's his, what, what's his plus minus so far in the, in the seven games? That he, it's nuts. Oh my God. Yeah, I'll 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 look that up. It's um, nuts what's going on. It's crazy what's going on with this guy. The glove has never fit this well. No. Like in the history of transactions. But it's it's also a, I don't know I don't know who it's a credit to, but this this is why the analogy works so well. All he's doing is other than the shooting which is like he's he didn't not, shoot he's tonight. Shoot, but, what? And he didn't shoot and he didn't shoot tonight. He didn't sh- he yeah, didn't. he didn't shoot tonight. But other other than the crazy shooting, which is like that is not going to continue. All he has done here and all he's been asked to do here are just all the things that he wants to do and that he's really good at. He's not being asked to do anything outside of his comfort zone. Like this is what he does, you know? And by the way, as far as the shooting goes, he has had periods of time in his career where he has shot the ball a decent amount and maybe he wants to shoot more. Yeah, he said as much. I mean, he said he has the green light here in a way he didn't have in Portland. Well, God uh, which bless. I, which I thought was a really interesting comment and and speaks to some of the, you know, some of the unfair parts of the Tibbs reputation. Like they his players have freedom in some ways. Um and like clearly he has more freedom than he did under Chauncey Billups, which I thought was really interesting. And he's a better three-point shooter than he'd been shooting. And I'm sure the Knicks were betting partially on that. Like he's a career, whatever he is, 34. He was shooting 31. He's going to go through a streak, streak here. And luckily enough, um, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been perfect since he's come, since he's come aboard. But like, yeah, everything that you want, the transition play is so elite. I, 
you know, I knew it watching the film, but like watching it and the Knicks have been really poor in transition this season. So having a guy who delivers the passes on yes. time in transition and then finishes yes, yes, the way yes. he finishes with strength. Um, and then obviously the defensive rebounding, which is a place where the Knicks struggled and he fills that gap. He, it's just as perfect an acquisition as you could ever ask for. Um, let's, uh, by the way, we should say before we get to a uh, personal injury report, which will be very brief and moment of the game, which I will have to think of some moments of the game because the whole, the whole first half was a moment of the game. Um, we should say, the Nets lost tonight because they got their ass kicked by the Knicks. The Heat lost tonight. Uh, lost to a Joel Embiid, less Philadelphia 76er team. So they got right waxed. Now, they got, got waxed. And the Cleveland Cavaliers made it interesting at the end, I guess, a little bit because the, the Celtics, uh, you know, kind of dragged themselves across the finish line. But they also lost as well. So, wow. Uh, Knicks, two back of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, two up on the Brooklyn Nets. And um, t- three and a half up on the Miami Heat, who they will face on Friday in a game that I cannot wait for that one. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and use code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Okay, uh... Very brief before we let you go, we'll do the, our two little segments here. Uh, Weiss and Rosebloom, personal injury report. Uh, presented as always by the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum. Uh, personal injury attorneys, you give them a call at 212 366 6100 or visit them at weissandrosenblum.com for more information. I thought, I thought we were briefly tonight, we were going to have something to put in the Weiss and Rosenblum personal injury report when Jalen Brunson went down and was holding his, was his <laughs> knee, right? Yeah. Yeah, early in the first, I, forgot, in the, I the, forgot about that. I believe that was in the, like the middle of the first quarter. Yeah, it was, was early uh, in the first quarter. Excuse me, that was fourteen field goals um, ago. Yeah, yeah, right. it was fourteen field goals ago. But um, again, Barry, I love you, but I'm sorry we we still don't have anyone to stick in here because this team is so resilient. And when you got a guy like Jalen Brunson who is not even going to think think about coming out of a game like this because he he got banged up. Uh, that is the mentality of this team. That is the the ethos of what they do. Moment of the game. Uh, Andrew, I need some some support here. You do? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, what? what how do you, how do you distinguish? Benji Hyder, you were before we you got it on for the 
when we were in the pre-show, uh, Benji had the right idea. The moment of the game is um, back in July when they signed Jalen Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> could, we, could that be it? Well, the actual one we were thinking of, there was... No, like, it was actually uh, when they started their tampering for Jalen Brunson. Yes, so you can go even <laughs> further. So back in the, the game one of the playoffs between Dallas yes, and Utah, yes. <laughs> when the entire Knicks brass was sitting courtside. There side. you go. Over to the game. <laughs> That's over the game. Enjoy that second round pick losers um <laughs> if you want to actually go with a serious one the funny one to go with is tibbs challenging the that's the, the moment of the, <laughs> yes that's the moment of the game <laughs> that was extraordinary yes okay so here it is uh tampering at yes. the utah game <laughs> actually so signing Jalen brunson and then tibbs challenge those are our three candidates uh, i want to throw one more in there please a real play josh hart steal the end of the third and finish to kind of put a stamp on it. Hey, it was, listen, it's kind of a little bit of a big play because the third quarter went kind of poorly and they all of a sudden were back up, I think, 25 after that play. Uh, I thought it was big at the moment. And he's just, he's the best. Yeah. There's this, uh, 15 points for me is like, that's the number where it's like, oh, okay. So now we're two threes away from it being a single digit ball game. You know, we, and we never got to that point and, and that play was big too. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, Benji. You're a champ. Thanks. That's all I got. Thanks. You're the you guys have fun of, of this post game. You're gonna be immaculate vibes tonight for you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a good time. Enjoy it. Have fun. Talk to you guys soon. Adios, man. Uh, okay. And on that note, Andrew Claudio, John Macri. How you just? You been waiting a long feeling? time to watch a team like this. And look, I'll even throw you a bone here. I'm the one that loves the 2012-13 season. The vibes were never this. There was always that season for me, as much as I love it and enjoy it and defend it, this that was always a we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I'm I'm gravy right now. This is just this is fun. This seems sustainable. The oldest player in the rotation is 28. I think I think part of why I, it feels amazing. Um it feels amazing. And I think part of why it feels amazing is because this season has been a journey. Mm. <laughs> this season has been a journey um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and it started off really rough. Um, game seven. Game seven mm-hmm. against the Hawks. I came on here on this microphone and I was talking about. Tibbs better watch out. And I'm, you know, and I'm Mr. Thibodeau, right? Mm-hmm. And I was even being like, I know it's early, but the vibes, they're not good. <laughs> and I and 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 there was that same energy a few more times in the early going. And even and I know I referenced this on I think a post game or two ago, but even even the Laker game was it was like a month ago. You know, and, and so there was a lot of collateral damage and there was a lot of old battle scars that had that didn't take a lot to activate and for that muscle memory to trigger in um, where a lot, a lot of bad stuff came up. And for them to now get to this point where I think all of that is really behind us and we're just now ascending into this different place where it's like, oh, man, this is. It's it, it, the wild thing. We're we're kind of almost speeding through. Like, oh wait, this is a good basketball team. Into like, this is maybe a very good basketball team, mm-hmm. and maybe 
I, maybe this could be a great basketball team. I, uh, I love the yeah. words you're using, by the way. You keep hedging. And it's like natural for us as Knicks fans because we're, we're saying maybe, could be. The data yeah, supports yeah. how good this team is. And I'm with you. Like, we need to, to wait and see because we can't have nice things, right? Yeah. And yet, I mean, the, the, the national no, media is starting to gain attention. Like, what is this? Like, the Knicks are kind of unstoppable right now. They're not just beating teams. They're stepping on their faces and then laughing about it in uh, on the, on the and, way down the street. Like this is, this is a, a, a dominating team at the moment. And that's, that's the part that I'm not used to. That's yeah. the part that when you go through 22, mo- most of, yeah, not all of the 22 years, obviously there were moments within there, but like when even, when even every good thing, right has a, a, a downside like insanity up oh, mellow's coming back i'm not i'm not blaming mellow but like you knew right, there was going right. to be an adjustment period right and then that kind of went down and then 2012-13 it's like oh well the heat are going to be waiting there at the end and like this is an older team and that whole thing and like the we hear season it's like yeah but there, we know what this team is there are a bunch of tryhards and the whole thing this this is this just feels different and um it's it's just, it's just really exciting in a way that I am um, not used to uh, at all. So yeah, we'll look ahead on Friday. I I'm very much and looking forward to bringing this winning streak down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. It's a big game, Andrew. I agree. I know they got their ass kicked tonight, but that's a big. That is a big game. Yes, it is. I would like to further the distance between us and the play in Miami Heat. Yes. So we'll see. Me too. All right, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm ready. Finished off a bottle. Uh, I, I did not take my first sip, by the way, tonight until after the game. I didn't take, so I, I saved it. I've been, so that's what I've been doing. I've been saving it until after the final buzzer. But I poured out the last of a uh, bottle of uh, McAllen 12 that my wonderful wife, Dolores, gave me for uh, Christmas. So I could officially tell her the bottle lasted into March. And I got it in December. So really, it's like I took four months to finish the bottle, right? December, January, February, March, right? That's what I tell myself. <laughs> Let's do it. Robert Cross, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Is it a close game yet? It's your boy, John. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag Eastern Conference Finals Dark Horse. So the tweets, I'm not taking the tweet down um, that I put up a little while before the game where I said, I have a, cl- I have a gut feeling it's going to be a close game tonight. I could say it now as I tweeted it. I was almost going to delete that. And I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, it comes back to bite me in the ass, make me look stupid after the Knicks blow out the Nets. And then I could at least take a little bit of credit for reverse jinx. So that's what I'm going to do, Robert. I'm taking credit for the reverse jinx. How you like them apples? Well, you take credit for reverse jinx. Can I take credit for the, the Claudio curse being officially put to bed? Oh sure, I, yeah. I took the I took Knicks minus seven and a half tonight. I was like, they're covering the spread. I wouldn't have done it. I, I said as much on the uh, Odds Checker show earlier today. I and I, I, I agree, the points were high. Like XJ was afraid because of the money line was minus two thirty, and it was like that's that's not like great odds that, that they're project they're begging you to take Knicks tonight. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna win by double digits tonight. The the Nets are a, a a team that needs an off season. And a training camp to get to know all of these new pieces, you know. 
I'm, I, can I just say, I, I, look, I'll throw a bone to Nets fans. I actually, I'm happy we're done with that team. Mm-hmm. Right? We're done with them. We're going to play them again. Yeah. Yes. Two against okay. the team that had KD. Two against, one against the team that had KD. One against the team that had Kyrie. Kyrie. And, and then, then two blowouts against the team that had neither. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, Robert, as always. Keith, what's going on, Keith? Smoking the New Jersey Nets will never get old. They will always be the New Jersey Nets. Fuck them. Man, I can't remember too many halves more beautiful than that first one. Let's keep this rolling. Shouts to KFS. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate you. I appreciate that sentiment. Um, the first half, it that was... You want to talk about vibes? That felt almost like a... I, I'm going to say it. I'm not no hedging here. That almost felt like a coronation as far as we are here now. Like hashtag we here. That felt like okay, we're here. Like we know everybody's been talking. That's why I was worried about this game, to be honest with you. Because the national media have been blowing smoke up our asses for the last two days. You know, Bill Simmons this I think it was this morning, right? Simmons um uh talking about uh if I'm the I'm the Celtics, I don't know if I want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah, it was it was today. So I was like, man, this is a young team. They hear all this crap. And I, I I'm sorry, I gotta do it. Credit to whoever's whoever, whoever, not saying any names, credit to whoever prepared that team to play tonight. Because it would have been real easy to walk into this and be like, oh, we're the New York Knicks. Everybody's everybody loves us. Playing what's left of the Nets. Easy win. Nope. They came out and they they came out like an angry team. An angry, an angry team, and a team that was like, "Yeah, we're we're we we're awesome. We know it, and we're going to perform like it because this is who we are." How many times have you been able to say that about the Knicks since the nineties? Not many. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Good to hear from you, Ben. Weren't the Nets supposed to be good on defense after this trade? Mm. Uh, defense sucks. Offense sucks. Sai sucks. Marks sucks. Even I know I, I can't do. I can't go there. Ian Eagles does not suck. Ian Eagles great. Let's go next. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure after tonight, given the disparity, of the final score because I checked yesterday, I think, um, and since the first game where the Suns guys came in and, and played. Uh, the Nets were actually, you know, this was before their game last night and they, and the game last night was, well, actually, no, they lost the game last night by like 15 or 16 points. Uh, they were 28th in net rating. That was before the last two games. So I'm pretty sure over the last seven games, which all of them have these, you know, McCall and Cam and the whole thing, pretty sure they're going to be dead last in league in net rating over that time. So um, I guess maybe Shout out to them if they want to pivot into a tank. That's not my problem. Dylan Chop Charles. What's going on, Dylan Chop Charles? Thank you for the generous contribution. Yo, J-Mac, I'm back like spasms on tonight's forgotten play. I can't wait for this because I feel like I forgot so many individual plays of this game. Just enjoying the good times. End of the third quarter. Oh, I, I think you're okay. IQ is subbed in, hits a leaning two. Yes, I remember that one. That was a big shot in the moment. Very impressive shot. Uh, next play gets an assist. In two plays, he swings momentum back in our favor. Freaking love this guy, man. Um, I don't think we're taking him for granted. I know he didn't get a, his own 
section in the monologue tonight because I mean we just we had to kind of capture the moment and Jalen Brunson and then Quentin Grimes his shooting I think deserved that but like just every night I don't know what else is it, it death taxes Emmanuel quickly helping the Knicks win ball games it's, it, it's just all there is he doesn't take anything off the table and there was a time earlier this year and where absolutely I would not have felt comfortable saying that because I'm like, eh, he doesn't really, you know, not only is he inconsistent on offense, but he also doesn't create any offense. So, you know, you're a little guard in the league. I know he plays up a size or two defensively because of the wingspan. And obviously he's a very good defender. Um, but like that's taking something off the table. You can't say that anymore. Can't say that anymore because a, he's in shots. Like like open shots, he's hitting open shots, making big threes, game after game after game, he's making big threes. And he is creating offense. Like, if if taking guys off the dribble or like being really patient in the pick and roll and like using these little hesitations and these crafty little moves and things and then pulling out, as you referenced, this the leaning two, it's a tough shot. Like, if that's not creating offense, I don't know what creating offense is. He is a creator. Now, you know, and arguably, or maybe not even arguably, this team's third best creator. So takes nothing, nothing off the table. Emmanuel quickly. All the kudos.